I'm Yamilka Rodriguez, and this is the Brand Therapist Podcast, where we come together and dive deep into the psychology of branding. We live in a new era that asks us to step up and show our individuality, learn what makes us unique and different in this world. Let's open the door to possibilities so you can win in business, life, and relationships, because everything starts with you. Hello, and welcome to the Brand Therapist Podcast. I'm so excited to be here with you today, and I thought we'd do something special today. So I was going to go through the questions for myself and talk about that, as well as at the end, I want to do the assessment for you, the listeners, and talk a little bit about what we're going to do starting 2023. So I'm really, really excited about this session today. Please go ahead and sit on the most comfortable chair you have or couch, relax, get a notebook, and we're going to start the conversations about your brand and how you can make your brand stand out and be different. So I wanted to start with telling you a little bit about myself and my story on how I started using archetypes to really integrate into branding. So a little bit before I go through the questions for myself is I started working at Procter & Gamble. And one of the things that I learned early on in my career was that branding was all about personality and creating characters and creating stories. And we would always say that at Procter & Gamble, we would get a PhD in anything to do with marketing and really understanding life because we got a chance to talk to individuals around the world about our products. We got to work with the best agencies in the world. The budgets were nice. So everything had a really good strategy and intention around everything that we did. So during my career, one of the really exciting things was that you kind of got to shape the career however you wanted to shape it. And so my love for understanding people and really traveling the world and all those things kind of was what gave me kind of what I do today. So let me tell you a little bit about my story. And I like always say on my show, we always start with childhood So I remember my younger days and I loved, love, love to connect with people, talk to people. I was a bit of a show woman. I love putting on shows for my family. I didn't have a really good voice. So they would always ask me not to sing, but I still loved singing and performing for people. I just love doing that. The other thing that I loved as a child, and I tell this story a lot, is that I loved dressing up. My mother really wasn't the type of person who loved makeup or dresses or high heels. So any chance that I had to wear makeup and put high heels on, I took it. Especially when we moved, I don't know if I've said this before, but I was born in Caracas, Venezuela. And I moved to the US when I was eight years old. And so anytime Halloween came around, I just wanted to be the princess. 
put some makeup on, put some high heels on, put a beautiful dress on. That was kind of like my favorite time of the year. But one of the things that I loved as I got older was traveling and getting to know people. We had a chances to really travel the world. My father was a huge traveler. And so we got to go to Mexico, go to Spain and travel some places in the U.S. And that was a lot of fun for me. I lived in a lot of different places when I was growing up and didn't really love it, but I understood the richness it gave me to really understand cultures and different people. So I think that was the beginning of love when I was working at Proctor, not only the chance to really travel around and get to meet people, but also the chance to really understand people deeply. I got to spend six weeks in Japan, and that was a really interesting time for me because I wanted to spend time with my Japanese friends and get to know them, get to know the culture. One of the things about Japan is that if you don't know the language, you can't really get a good feel for the country. And so they were really into letting me hang out with them and go to places that other people from other countries really couldn't go into. So that was really fascinating for me and really understanding in depth what that meant and what that was all about. So in my career, I started getting into archetypes. Um, a good friend of mine, Sabrina, she kind of got me hooked on it. She was super expert, studied Carl Jung and his 12 archetypes. And then we got this book, which I want to share with you, The Hero and the Outlaw, Building Extraordinary Brands Through the Power of Archetypes. Margaret Mark and Carol S. Pearson. That's what really got me to love, love, love what they were, their concepts, their understanding, really everything that you wanted to know about a character and the brand. So one of the things that I always tell people is that we need to build characters, right? And what I used to do when I worked at Procter & Gamble was I used to have products and those products, we put characters because we needed to have some sort of personality attached to that product. And so it's different when you are an individual and you're trying to portray your brand. So it's really critical that you portray your brand with authenticity. So really understanding what is your archetype is critical for you to connect to that opposite, to that super fan. And so one of the beautiful things about this book is that it does talk about each of the different characters. And what characters do is that they build on story. And we as humans are hardwired to really understand that story, that connection to story. We've known story for all our lives. And it's just innate in what we do. And as we go into the assessment, I will kind of talk through that. But I'm going to answer the questions. When did you know you had become famous? So I know that's a question that a lot of people are like, oh, I don't know if I want, I would say famous. It's always interesting to me how people define the word fame and what fame is for them. But for me, fame is about leaving an impact, leaving a, net, a legacy. One of the things that how I knew I had become famous was because people started to say my name 
in the town that I lived in and referred to me as the individual who had a fashion industry. And the city knew about me, individuals around the city, and they would actually call me or text me or email me and ask me about how they could get into the fashion industry in Louisville, Kentucky. Now, I thought that was funny because when I came here eight years ago, I knew nothing about the fashion industry here, but I was determined to really see that part. Because one of the things that when I came here, I was like, I've always loved fashion. Maybe there's a way for me to connect to the people here through that love. And I kind of built a community that was super diverse around fashion. And I got to be on Forbes magazine and I got to do a TED talk just through the connections that I built here in the city around fashion. And so that is my fame story. The other question here is what's my personal brand? Now, this is something that I hold dear to my heart. And it took me a long time to get here through really understanding the methodology that I created and how things come together. So for me, my brand is Lover Magician. The lover part of me loves that passion that I have for fashion, the passion that I have for indulgence and beauty and things that are artistic. The other day, somebody wanted to sell me a templated something or other that didn't differentiate my brand. And I was like, really inside of me, I'm an artist. I'm an artist in a way that I like to portray things in a customizable way for a particular person. I don't like cookie cutter kind of things. And that's just me, right? That might not be everybody, but that's what I value. And that's really important to me. The other side of my brand is the systems part of my brand, the magician part of me, making magic, like I say, figuratively and literally. Magicians have a vision for something that they want. Magicians are transformational catalysts. I call myself the brand creator because I feel like I create brands and I help people really internalize those brands. And recently I've really studied a lot of the psychology that comes from branding, the neuro-linguistic piece of that, the things that we hold on to that we don't really know that we're holding on to and how to let go of these limiting thoughts that come into our head and that tell us a particular story. So that's really my brand. The other question here is what's my greatest fear? My greatest fear is really not to have the freedom I want to do what I want. And that is my greatest fear. Like a lot of times I feel like I can't do this and that constrains me and gets me kind of wrapped up and gets me going. So I really have to focus on how can I make it possible? And my whole motto is anything is possible because the word impossible actually means I am possible, right? And what are your possibilities and how do you make whatever you want possible in this world? So that is my greatest fear. Then 
A time where I was holding back. Yes, there are always times where you hold back. And actually, every time that I was taking my business to the next level, I was holding back. Just recently, I was holding back because I wanted to put something out there quick and fast. And doesn't seem like I'm holding back, but there was something that was telling me, don't do this. And holding back doesn't always mean like when you don't want to do something. It's like when you want to do something, but you haven't thought through also what that means. And it's funny how life kind of gives you hints, tells you things, and you ignore them. And at some point, it like hits you in the face. And so it was interesting how life unfolds. And I'm really excited about really bringing to life a new concept and a, and a new story through a book that I plan to have finished so we can start disseminating it the beginning of 2023. Then the other question here is mentors. Do I have mentors? I have so many mentors. Sometimes we don't necessarily think about them literally as mentors, but if you think about who has helped you, there's so many people that I count on, super smart friends that I have, which I'm so grateful for, that I always call for advice. Sometimes as women entrepreneurs, we don't want advice. It's hard for us to ask for help. And I've learned that when that happens, that is the moment where you got to reach out. And if you don't have a good community around you, you have to build a community. And one of my missions, I just got this insight a few days ago, is that I really want to build a community. So for some of us, it's, it's a little harder to get ahead or we're stuck. You know, I went through that on my own business. So I want to really be able to help or nurture them and give them a way to fulfill their innermost desires. So that's one of the things there. So the other question is advice in learning. You know, what are the learnings? What's the advice? I have to say one of the learnings for me was I wasn't valuing my own thoughts and methodologies. So it was hard to sell them because I didn't value them myself. That was one learning. The more I valued it, the easier it was to sell. So that was a huge, huge learning for me. The other one is watch the signs, right? If it's really easy for you to do something, that means you're on the right path. When it's hard and things aren't coming out and things aren't going at the right pace that you would wish they were going, look at it. There's something wrong. Maybe you need to stop it and create something different and new. And then my my last one would be go with your inner gut. It's so interesting. My husband the other day says, okay, so you've interviewed these two people. Who are you going to go with? And I was like, well, I don't know. I like this one because of this. And I like this other one because of that. And he was like, oh, but you always have the good gut about these things. What is your gut? And that's true. We have to trust our innermost knowing. And a lot of times we don't trust it because we're wondering if where that's coming from. But I think one of the most important things is just to trust and move forward with that because life will tell you when to stop. Um, there's always signs if you're aware of them. 
One of the things I learned recently is that we only use 3% of our conscious mind and the rest of it is subconscious. So really going deep and understanding and knowing that subconscious and using the subconscious much more so you can get a better understanding of the world. Okay, the last question here before I forget is where do I see myself going in the future? You know, it's so interesting. I've always had people say, you need to know where you're going. You need to know what you want. You need to know who you are. And I was kind of thinking, okay, I think I want to go this way. I think I want to do that. I'm not sure. But yesterday I had an insight about creating a community for women specifically to be able to hold space and really help each other thrive in whatever we want. I think the community of women entrepreneurs is growing. And I do feel like the more that we support each other and the more that we can build on each other, I think that helps everybody. That's really one of the things that I would like to be doing in the next five years from now is building that community, maybe through a physical space or some other sorts of workshops, or I'm not sure exactly how it's going to be executed, but that's the vision that I have for for the next few years. Okay, so I thought that we would use the rest of this time to talk about the assessment so you can find out what your brand character is and our fame character. And so I was going to share with you, the people who are watching this through the video, share the slides with you. But also if you're listening, you can also get the perspective from it as well. But if you can't watch it and you have some questions, please go to the website, www.bespokebrandingagency.com and you'll find the quiz there. First, I just want to say what the brand assessment methodology is really, let me just read what is here. Humans are hardwired to understand and respond to archetypal images in a way that is entirely out of our control. Marketing executives in Hollywood studios have long capitalized on this psychology, using it to create inspiring stories and profitable brands. Public figures who seem larger than life often trigger in-depth archetypal responses within us. Consider Marilyn Monroe as a quintessential lover. Those people who pick you over price because your brand essence and story delivers on your unique power. Your success is dependent on how you connect with the audience. How does your audience perceive you and connect with you and your values? So let me show you how to build brands and ensure that your super fan can completely align with your magic and brand power. So let's go straight to the brand assessment. We have four major human behaviors that each of us kind of move towards, okay? Now, when I go through this, a lot of times people are like, well, you know, I kind of see myself in all of them. And yes, that makes sense because some of them are opposite. Some of them are more connected to your soul. But what I want you to really do right now is to think about one of these, the major one, And I used to say, think about this. What is your brand about? But what I want to say right now is what are you about? Okay. What is your personal drive? 
right? These are human behaviors. So let's find out. So I want some of you who are listening to this, close your eyes and I'm going to read these to you and think about the one that you connect to the most, the number one, the primary one. Okay. So the first one is belonging. We exist to bring people together, caring relationships and human connection. The second one is independent. We exist to chart new territory, ask tougher questions, simplicity, achievement, and independence. Number three, stable. We exist to bring stability and assurance to the world, control, rigor, and analysis. And the fourth one, dynamic. We exist to bring revolution and fun to the world, transformation, conviction, and joy. So I want you to ask yourself, are you about belonging, caring relationships and human connection? Are you about independence, simplicity and achievement? Are you about stability, control, rigor and analysis? Or are you more dynamic, transformation, conviction and joy? So pick one of these quadrants. The next thing we're gonna do is if you go to the quiz, you're going to go straight to the one that you are most excited about. But here we're going to go through each of the different ones. So if you picked belonging, which is caring relationship in human connection, there's three archetypes in each of the different quadrants. And this one, instead of telling you the archetype, because we tend to kind of shift and choose based on the archetype versus based on what you're really feeling, So again, I want you to close your eyes again, and I'm going to read these quotes, and then you're going to tell me which quote you're most connected to. So the first one, beauty is whatever gives you joy. The number two, I'll be there for you. And number three, all people are created equal. So one of these, which one is you? Okay, I'm going to go to the next one. Independence, simplicity, achievement, and independence. So if you picked this one, the first quote is, don't fence me in. The second one is, here I come to save the day. And the third one is, keep it simple, keep it honest. Which one of these is you if you selected the independent quadrant? Stable. We exist to bring people and stability and assurance to the world, control, rigor, and analysis. The first quote here, if you selected stable, there's three quotes. The first one is power isn't everything. It's the only thing. The best way to know the future is to create it. And the truth will set you free. Okay. And then the last one is dynamic, transformation, conviction, and joy. If you pick dynamic, these are the three quotes for you. So the first one, where there's a will, there's a way. The second one, it's my way or the highway. And the third one is if I can't dance, I don't want to be part of your revolution. So let's find out what that means. That's super simple. I mean, you have two questions. You pick the quadrant. And then you select the quote and it'll give you the answer. So the answer is if you were in belonging, the first one, beauty is whatever gives you joy, is the lover. If you pick the second one, I'll be there for you, is the caregiver. If you pick the third one, all people are created equal, is the girl next door good guy. 
Now, if you picked independent, number one was don't fence me in, which is the explorer. Number two is here I come to save the day, which is the hero. Keep it simple, keep it honest, is the innocent. All right, so now we go to the stable one. If you pick stable and you picked power isn't everything, it's the only thing, is the ruler. If you pick the best way to know the future is to create it, is the creator. And if you selected the truth will set you free, it's the sage. And the last one, dynamic. So if you selected where there's a will, there's a way, it's the magician. If you selected it's my way or the highway is the outlaw. If I can't dance, I don't want to be part of your revolution is the performer or the gesture. So thank you so much for being with us on this show. I'm so excited to have you. And I hope that you have enjoyed understanding more about the archetypes. And in 2023, we should have a full series of each one of these in particular. Thank you, and I'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to The Brand Therapist. If you enjoyed today's episode, please subscribe, rate, and review this podcast on your favorite pod player. If you'd like to connect with me on social, you can find me at Yamoka Rodriguez Branding, Bespoke Branding Agency, or email me at yamoka at yamoka.com. Thanks for listening.